The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show, uh, or welcome if you haven't heard it before. This week's interview is with Luis Garcia. Uh, We sat down a little bit in Brazil a few weeks ago. We talked about how the GEP conference went, and we talked about his new body jewelry line, Singularity. Uh, He's got some pretty cool gold end pieces. You can check him out online on his Instagram. Uh, He talks a little bit more about that. Tomorrow, I've got a a big interview with the uh, New Hampshire Department of Health. They're starting a new three-practitioner panel in the state, uh, body piercers and tattooers. I think they're trying to get some input on regulations, maybe some some updates. Uh, I sent in a resume a few weeks ago, and tomorrow is my interview. I'm a little bit nervous for that. I'm pretty confident that uh, I have a decent shot at it, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, next week, you can either hear me uh, happy and triumphant, or you can hear me all bummed out uh, about how I didn't make it onto it. I'm just about getting ready to leave for my first trip of my fall teaching tour. Uh, I'll be going to Iceland for a couple of days, and then I'll be in the UK teaching at the UK EPP conference. I've got an interview scheduled within uh, the next few days with Charlie Remy LeBeau. She's going to be talking about the UK EPP conference. She's one of the uh, board members for that group. My classes are are working out pretty good for it. I'm going to be doing my tongue piercing class again that I did at the APP conference in Vegas. I I guess that got good reviews and they want me to do it there. Uh, I'm also going to be teaching a class on different freehand techniques. I've been trying to pull together some some videos to show the the different ways you can use a needle without the the aid of of extra tools, things like that. And I believe I'll also be involved in a roundtable about uh, different needle bending techniques. Um, For for any piercers out there who just use a a straight needle, um, it it can really change up your techniques, you know, putting different bends on it, uh, a U-bend, a V-bend, you know, uh, the the umbrella kind of looking bend. Then uh, after that, I've got Camp APP in Georgia. I'll actually be doing a members-only class on genital beating, uh, and then I'll be straight from there going to the BMXNet conference in Germany. There I haven't exactly decided on what classes I'll be teaching yet. Um, I might do the tongue class again. You know, that seems to get really positive feedback. Uh, I'll definitely be doing some sort of a scarification class, and I think maybe a, a, a jewelry sales techniques class. Um, that is something that's kind of overlooked in a lot of different markets. You know, if you want to be able to uh, transition from maybe not so great jewelry into nicer jewelry, you have to be able to sell it to your clients. And there's a lot of different things that go into that, the the shop presentation and how you manage your inventory, how you set up your displays, things like that. So um, I'd be happy to teach that class again if it's something they, they seem to be interested in. So before we uh, get into this week's interview, I just want to hit uh, one question that came to me through the mailbox. All right, so I've got a message here from Rebecca. Uh, Thanks for submitting, and thanks for listening to the show. Uh, It says, I'm very interested in becoming a piercer, and I've been trying to figure out the best way to go about it. Uh, I've taken first aid and CPR, uh, and I'm looking for an apprenticeship. I'm confused about how to go about doing that. Uh, How does one go about asking for an apprenticeship? Do you have to pay for it? I read an article that said that someone in an apprenticeship is sent to California for uh, an expensive class. Is that normal? 
So I think you're talking about the Fakir intensives. Um, that's something we've talked about on the show in the past. Jeff Saunders, one of our guests and the current APP president, is one of their main instructors. Um, that's great. It's kind of like a primer to an apprenticeship. Depending on the level, they have different levels of classes. But uh, I think the one that you're probably talking about is more of their like primer course. It kind of like sets people up to these are skills that you're going to want to learn when you're in an apprenticeship. But when it comes to the apprenticeship itself, uh, it's really difficult to, to give you a firm answer because um, things can vary so much from one shop to another. Most apprenticeships should not cost you money. Um, back in the 90s, back in the 80s, and maybe even the early 2000s, and maybe even, unfortunately, some places today, people kind of see that as a source of uh, revenue for the shop. So they, they might say, sure, I'll charge you 1000 or 2000 or $5,000 to teach you how to quote unquote be a piercer or be a tattooer or be a, you know, whatever you want to be. And they're certainly showing you some skills. They might be showing you just enough to get by maybe working in that studio, but they're not really teaching you the foundations, uh, like why you're doing the things. You're just kind of going through the motions that they show you. Maybe it's outdated information. Maybe you don't really have the foundation that you need to be able to get a job somewhere else or be able to kind of move up the chain or increase your skill without, you know, basically kind of restarting your training. So I've met a lot of people who are really desperate to break into the industry um, and sometimes they're kind of taken advantage of, you know, uh, as far as like work hours or, or money, things like that. Um, sometimes apprenticeships will be kind of like uh, money neutral. You know, you're not paying for it, but you're also not getting paid for it. So, you know, that, that depends on the shop. Some shops, you work it off. You know, you go in, you empty trash, you answer the phone, and then they start teaching you things. Uh, in my studio... My current apprentice, uh, Evan, he, well, my most recent apprentice, Evan, he's a, he's a fully licensed piercer now. I don't want to kind of sell him short. Basically, he started out as a counter person and he was getting paid for his counter shifts. And then uh, his, his piercing education was kind of like an internship, basically. So he'd be getting paid, you know, X amount for X amount of hours uh, while he was handling the desk and trash and sterilization and things like that. And I was teaching him a lot of foundational information. This is why we sterilize. These are the, the things that go into sterilization. These are the different health and safety concerns. Uh, I was giving him a lot of homework, you know, take these home and read them. My old conference notes, conference handouts, anatomy textbooks, things like that. But then he was coming in on his off hours for actual like shadowing, you know, watching me do piercings, um, you know, working over like different drills about like, you know, bend uh, this captive bead ring open and close a hundred times, pop the bead in with your eyes closed, you know, get that muscle memory so you can just like feel your way through it so you don't have to like focus so much on like the little things, you know, the, the foundational stuff. Uh, he wasn't getting paid for those hours, but he was getting paid for his like work hours. And then as he started to transition over into client services, you know, that's, that's something he was also getting paid for. And now as a body piercer, he's getting paid and he's getting raises and, and things like that as he, as he goes and progresses through the shop. So, um, you know, ideally that would be, you know, something you would have, you know, uh, you, you would be getting paid for your time. Maybe there is a certain period where you're kind of like putting in a little bit of time for, for free. Um, but you shouldn't be getting abused. You know, it shouldn't be one of those things where you're just kind of like an indentured servant for, for years on end to maybe learn a little bit about body piercing. So be cautious, you know, research the people, make sure that someone's qualified to actually apprentice you, you know, like just because someone's been piercing for 10 years doesn't mean they're qualified to teach somebody.
Uh, going back to Jeff, he uh, spent a lot of time and effort actually putting together apprenticeship guidelines that were adopted by the APP. Uh, you can probably find those on the APP website. You can kind of read about the ideal situation, you know, how you would want to learn, the structure that would go into it, you know, the important information that you need before you start taking a needle and pushing it through somebody. So uh, best of luck to you, Rebecca. Uh, you know, I hope you find a good apprenticeship. Uh, send me another email if you want. Let me know what area you're in. Maybe I can kind of point you in the direction of a shop you can trust. Um, and, you know, keep the questions coming. So up next is going to be our interview with Luis Garcia, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Okay, so uh, with me again is Luis Garcia, and currently we're in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And what's the best way to pronounce this conference? Is it just GEP Congresso, or? Yeah, uh, Primero Congresso de GEP. Okay, it yeah. sounds better when you say it. Yeah, well, sorry, you know, Latin yeah. stuff. Even though I don't speak Portuguese, can understand it pretty good after about a week, but it's definitely way different than Spanish, so yeah. learning curve. Yeah. Um, so what what uh, what did you take away from the, the conference? How did it go for you? Um, the conference was great. Uh, it's the first time they've done something on this level, and it does seem like everyone was just, like, really into getting the learning experience. They were really grateful. Yeah. Um, to be able to, you know, have that experience and, and get this level of education that they consider, you know, it's funny, they consider it's so much more above what they have, but, I mean, they still have, they have peers like Andre, Andre Fernandez, who put this together, who's an amazing host, by the way, and a really hard worker. This is seeing what he's done has been completely insane and, like, above and beyond what uh, most people would do. Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's crazy, and he's, he's a super great human being and just busted his butt to get this done and, 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 and did a great job. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about it earlier with uh, Amelia, and, you know, it. you can have that big army of people that are willing to volunteer, but unless you have that, that one person that kind of sparks everybody's, like, passion, exactly. uh, it, it's never really going to come off like something like this. Like, this seemed like it was a pretty special event. Yeah, it was, it was I think it went over really well. Um, yeah, everyone just really seemed to really just enjoy the fact that they got to, you know, see you know, what they consider, I guess they look up to us, you know, looking at us online and everything. Uh, so, you know, they were all really into it, even with a little bit of a language barrier. Yeah. You know, even with Spanish, you know, it's funny people assume, oh, yeah, it's, and it's similar, but it's like every third word is similar, mm -hmm. and then a lot of stuff is pronounced different. So, you know, we still had to do translation, obviously, even with me doing it in Spanish. I speak really fast Spanish being a Cuban-Americans, so it definitely, like, some people asked me to slow down, and we had to get some people to still translate sometimes, uh, but it, it, I don't, they were just super appreciative, like, everyone that I encountered. Yeah, it seemed that, um, everybody got really good responses off of their classes, you know, a lot of people came up to, to me and Jeff and, and you after the classes and, and said, like, how happy they were with it and yeah. how well the information came across, even with, you know, the, the language barrier, people yeah. really seemed to, to get it, which was great. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What did you think of the, the tattoo show side of it? Like how crazy that was? It's pretty crazy. So, I mean, I, I don't really do tattoo conventions much anymore. Um, it's just like too much for me. And this is like above and beyond, like just so the people listening to this. So there's, they have two story booths that are all glass encased. Yeah. Uh, like that was one of the first booths. When we came in, the conference is happening at the same time as the tattoo convention here, which is called Tattoo Week, but it's not a week. It's only a weekend. And they were building the booth, and I was like, is that a two-story tall yeah. Two-story shop, and then there was the one with the black marble tile flooring. Mm -hmm. 
It's crazy. Yeah. And then there was another one that I think was a motorcycle yep. like, booth, and they had like plants and water and yep. all this crazy stuff. It, it definitely was way crazier than what I've seen at uh, any other American. Ta- yeah, I've never American seen anything even convention. remotely close to it. Um, yeah. It's got to be insanely expensive to have those booths for sure. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I feel like it's they're they're just trying to kind of establish themselves as like top dog, like kind of showing off to the other booths. For sure. I mean, as humans, we tend to do that no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Uh, but it was just it was it was crazy. It was crazy to see, and it's just a huge convention floor. Um, and they had a stage and like bands playing and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. yeah, it was pretty it was pretty crazy to see that side of it, you know, from the little bit from going down there to get food and stuff. It wasn't like the, con- the for those of you listening at home, um the the conference was in the same area but not like at down on the tattoo convention floor. Yeah. It was, was in like a meeting room it, up off that up you above. overlooked the tattoo convention. Yeah. And I think they said they uh they had 75,000 people through the door on Saturday. That's a lot of people, and yeah. it didn't look packed. Like that's the thing. Like, yeah, that's how big it was. Yeah, I mean, like as a comparison, like I've been to the the Philly show, and this one was at least three times bigger than oh, yeah. the Philly the show, Philly which sh- is one of the biggest ones in the states. Yeah, and the Philly one gets really packed, but yeah. this was way more floor space. Yeah, like, they even had like I mean, I it's been a while since I've been to a convention, but like they had like a kiddie play area for people like from bouncy house. I really wanted to go on that trampoline and stuff and a trampoline. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just it's. It was just crazy the difference. Yeah. Like the, I don't know if it's a cultural difference or anything, but just I, I think mainly also because it's it's Brazil and mm-hmm. Brazil is an island all its own. People think oh South America, it's the only country that doesn't speak Spanish in mm-hmm. South America, um, and a lot of people here don't speak Spanish. A lot of people don't really understand Spanish. Yeah. So they're an island all of their own. So it's like a they make this big thing about it yeah. because and it's a huge, it's a massive country. Mm-hmm. Like it's a huge country. So. Uh, yeah, it's just, it, I, I think that's probably one of the reasons of it. I'm yeah. just guessing, but... I could see this conference really growing a lot. I mean, if this was only the first one, and he had, what did he say, 130 attendees? I think 130 total, yeah, yeah. Of, of, of people here. So yeah. uh, it's it's amazing, and I think it could easily grow. Mm-hmm. You know, people get the, the gumption from coming the first time, and, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, I'm going to try and help them out uh, for next year, uh to get some help with setting everything up so hopefully it'll be good to see it grow I think Brazil needs something like this uh, especially because of the whole language barrier yeah. a lot of the people here have gone to LBP Latino mm-hmm. American Body Piercing Association conference but they don't you know they don't speak Spanish yeah. you know and it's it's it definitely like helps them have their own thing and something they can build on yeah I've, I've definitely noticed that other conferences there's always that the, the Brazilian contingent is always there and I mean it's usually Andre you know, representing yeah, yeah. Andre, but Andre he speaks Spanish. Yeah, he, he can do English at this point. Yep. you know what I mean. So, uh, but his Spanish is perfect. I mean, yeah. he lived in Spain for a while. Yeah. So, uh, it's it definitely helps because the first I think it was Rafa. Um, the first time he was there, it was either uh, I think it was Rafa. Like didn't didn't speak a lick of Spanish. And English was really rough the first time he was at APP conference. Yeah. So it's definitely like. It's hard. This will make it easier for them to get good mm-hmm. information. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show, like, how much they care, though, because even if they have to struggle so much with, with language barrier, you know, they're still flying from Brazil to the States just because that's their, their best shot at, at, well, at the time, that was their best shot at, at, yeah. at education. And even LBP, like, it's it's a question of perspective, I think, uh, with, like, affordability. Like, mm-hmm. we... 
and I talked about this, I think, the last time when we spoke about international stuff, we tend to take a lot of things for granted. Yeah. And sure, like a trip to Vegas can seem expensive, but for these people, it's like insane. Yeah. I mean, even for us to come down here, it's still a chunk of change, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, when you think about like expensive for someone in the U.S. to go to Vegas, it's like, oh, it's a $500 flight and this and that, and it's like, well... These these guys have to get like visas and they have to drop like a thousand dollars on their flight, you know. Let alone at least, yeah, and all then, their accommodation. And everything. Yeah, you know, and it's the same thing with jewelry and stuff. Like, you know, something like uh, with uh, Statum, they gave away a Statum at the dinner here, and it's like a life. I mean, it's a life changing thing for a piercer who can find it hard to afford stuff in the states. Yeah, but you can't like getting a Statum here. Is impossible. I yeah, think the only, because now there's like just two now in the whole just country. Two in the whole country, with yeah. Andre being the one, yeah. with the first one. Yeah. So and and it's a lot of people take it for granted. Like yeah. I think it, it it's like I said the last time. It's it's always something that kind of grounds me as seeing that's like okay, you know, mm. I can be I can get bitchy about stuff and get whiny about yeah. stuff, but like, damn it, you know, like. Yeah, just they, like what you live in, like you know, you take all. You're surrounded by all the stuff that you're so used to, and then yeah. you see these people have to work so much yeah. harder. Who who was it that won the anodizer? Was it Igor? I think so. Yeah, and he like broke down crying, yeah. winning an anodizer. You know, yeah, and it's which like to us is like whatever. Like, <laughs> oh, you don't have four anodizers. Yeah. Uh, I've got who, one, and I don't use it. It's like locked away. So. I, I I loved it when I for like the first three months I had it. I was like, I, everything's gonna be purple or blue or. Yeah bronze or whatever now it's just like yeah i don't really want to i don't really want to anodize your jewelry yeah yeah Yeah. i just order it anodized that's fine yeah yeah um but yeah it's it's it's, you see these things and again seeing stuff like that at lbp or you know it's just it's eye-opening i think i think it's it, it helps put things into perspective on while things can get tough for us it's definitely tougher in a lot of the yeah. rest of the world. Yeah. Even just like, so here, I'll tell a funny story. Um, Luis Garcia had his phone stolen from oh. him here, down here. And it's it's something as simple as, you know, they had mentioned to be careful and stuff. But this was literally in front of the hotel. I'm not even stepping off. It was on the front step of the hotel. And I'm just on my phone smoking a cigarette. And I was by myself. And this dude just rode, riding his bike by, just grabbed it. And took off, and it's like, you're so not used to that. Like, yeah, we have crime and stuff in the States. Not that brazen, yeah. Not that brazen, and it's just like, and we did the Find My iPhone thing, and uh, here they have an area called uh, Cracklandia, which is pretty much Crackland, um, which sounds funny. It is kind of funny in concept of the thought, but that's where the phone ended up, because it's like not super far away for someone on a bike, and the cops refused to go in there. They refuse to go in there. They're yeah. like, nope. If you track it and it comes out of there, then we could maybe recover it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we're not going there. So yeah. it's a place that the cops won't even go. Where the locals here joke that it's literally like The Walking Dead, and we have seen some, you know, some characters around that. Yeah, it's pretty much like that bad that it's yeah. like The Walking Dead. So yeah, well, we have crime and we have inner cities and stuff like that. But this is like a whole other world. And I've, you know, I've been to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel comfortable in Mexico City, even though there is a lot of crime there. And you know, I've been to cities in Europe, and I mean, it's, I've been to plenty of bad neighborhoods in the States. And this is just, this is definitely a wake-up call. Like, yeah. holy crap. And then I'm talking to other people, like Andre's uh, girlfriend, uh, Atachi, she, uh, she's had four iPhones stolen from yeah. Pretty much very similar way. She, at one time, she was held at gunpoint. So, very similar, just walking on the street and just, boom, Amelia said the same thing. She yeah. was just, you know, walking, she was at a bar waiting for her friend uh, to come 
to come to the bar, and she was just talking into it, and then boop, just got on a bike, just boop, grabbed it and ran away. Hmm. And uh, it's a super common thing here. It's yeah. like, you know, and, and what's funny is like, I mean, not funny, but like, again, for us, it's like all phones, iPhones, whatever. And yeah, you know, I'm bummed I'm going to have to buy pretty much because I'm going to Buenos Aires from here. So I'm going to not have a phone for another week and a half. Uh, Because when I talk to Tachi, like we think, oh, man, yeah, these are expensive. And you pay it's like a thousand bucks or so for like the full top of the line one. Mm -hmm. They're three thousand dollars here with the exchange wow. they're six thousand rats so really so yeah that's nuts three thousand dollars the tachi is the one that got stolen she bought in so it's like a used car basically yes. yeah. getting your phone stolen exactly so like that's the thing like that's the other thing that we take for granted it's yeah. just we get stuff so easily there mm-hmm. because we don't have to deal with that kind of that level of import tax yeah. and everything yeah so it puts things into perspective when she told me like i expected they'd be more expensive yeah it usually is outside of the country but like, when she told me that, and I was like, holy shit, because yeah. my husband was like, oh, were you just going to buy a new phone down there? And I was like, no, mm. no. Yeah, yeah. You know, not that it would work, because there's no AT&T down here. They yeah. lock that shit. But, yeah, I'm, like, I'm not paying no $3,000, you know? Yeah, so. and, like, well, you can tell with the attendees, too, having a jewelry company like Industrial Strength come and vent here is a huge a deal for them, because they might not have ever been able to see it in person before. Yeah, and winning that prize, too. Yeah. Like, you know, Industrial yeah. Strength, I think it was, was $1,500? Something like that, $1, yeah. 1500 U.S. dollars yeah. worth of jewelry, and that's, like... Huge here. That's huge here. Yeah. Like, I mean, the exchange rate is, like, three times, so that's, like, three... It's like three thousand, maybe two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. like like a rouse to them. That's just, and that's an insane amount of money to yep. them. Like, it's it's there's a lot of poverty down here, and a lot of piercers in the states are like, oh, it's hard to make my market and stuff. And yeah, sure, you can build something, but like, look at how long Andre has been in the industry. Yeah, he's like slowly done this, and you know, and he has other businesses as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a barber shop as well. So it's like. It's just the, the, the difference of the level of doing it. And yeah. they have, like, help. I mean, they have, uh, you know, they have, uh, at least they have, like, uh, biometal, biometal that can, you know, they can get implant-grade stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, Javier uh, distributes painful pleasures down here. Yeah. So, you know, which for a lot of people in the States might not be great jewelry, but it's, like, great stuff for them down here. That yeah. They can get implant-grade, internally threaded stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's somewhat affordable to them. Yeah, so. yeah. And even with gold, like, they have Dynamica um, down here, um, which is a relatively newer company. Well, it's not newer in Brazil. They've been around for a while. Yeah. Um, but even then, with like, you know, they've got... So they have some options. Mm-hmm. They definitely have some options down here, so it's great. Yeah, it's cool. So um, what were the classes you taught? You taught your, your basic ear piercing and then your ear be- project yeah, class? Yeah, be- the ear beauty and simplicity and the ear beauty and complexity. Yeah. How do you feel like they um, came across? Um, I think they came across really good. Yeah. Um, the... The simplicity one, I think, went really great. Um, I think the complexity one went really great, but it was the day after my phone was stolen, and I was still pretty bummed. Yeah. So my I wasn't up to my normal charismatic self. Yeah. Um, but and I didn't. I wasn't gonna say anything about it to mm-hmm. anyone. But Andres like introduced it and said everyone. So I think they were understanding of it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people were really like, you know, I'm so sorry, I'm so ashamed, mm-hmm. you know, about this. And I'm like, you know, I was bummed for a day, and like bummed for about a day and a half, and then. You know what? Like I'm alive. I didn't get held at gunpoint. Yeah. You know, I I didn't get stabbed or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows if I would have tried? Like I think, and it's like, oh, I could have maybe grabbed yeah. my phone back but if I hadn't had. What that if he had a knife? What if he had a gun? What if he had to? You know, what if yeah. he had to? You know, what if he had a knife or anything like that? Yeah. So yeah, it's one of those things where you know what? It's a material thing. I could replace it. Yeah. Um, maybe being slightly disconnected because I do still have like my laptop and stuff, but yeah. is a little good for me. Uh, so yeah, it's it's. 
it, yeah, it's just one of those situations. But the classes went, I think they went really well. Yeah. Um, your class was really well received. Um, Salah's class, all the classes were great. Uh, yeah, yeah you know, I was really happy with pretty much everything. You know, what I did and what I, what I sat in on, you know, it, it seemed really well done, really well thought out. It also shows me, like, some of the people that, that come to the non-US APP conferences are really good instructors with really awesome presentations. Yes. Salas was great. Like, yeah. Salas was, uh, and, and Gladys's too, like, just well put together, well thought out. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, we there, and that's the way it should be. There mm-hmm. needs to be more instructors, more global instructors putting out a yeah. new product, you know, and Salas was just really like, Salas was like a production, like, well produced. The yeah. Way he did it. Yeah. He, you can that's, tell that he really, fun. like, obsesses that, over that's it. That's Salah. Yeah. Yeah. God damn you, Salah. Showing us up. I got an interview with him too. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good. Um, do you feel like you, because I mean, you, you've taught uh, that class a few times at a few different conferences. Yeah. Do you feel like you get the same kinds of questions or do you feel like different markets have different questions about that material? Um, I think in the States it's different. Um, I find the questions were very similar to stuff I got at LBP, mm-hmm. um, just because of the, the the difference in the industry and the level of industry, for a lack of a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely like uh, there. In the states, you get a lot more people, not necessarily asking questions, but critiquing. Right. And uh, I mean, and that's fine. I don't care. Uh, but here, there were definitely like people asking. Definitely wanting the information and, mm-hmm. you know, asking... More like and, how rather than why. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, there's definitely a difference, but I find I still find it similar to LBP just because I think um, it's both at a similar level in that sense and way newer organizations. So the LBP's been around now, what, five years? Yeah, I think, then? yeah, this next one's going to be their fifth conference. So, you know, and they had the APP conferences down there for a little bit before then, so this is definitely, like, newer here, but they have access to the internet, and they have their own groups and forums, and Andres has been doing, the GEP thing came from him trying to do, like, weekend, like, Sunday get-togethers yeah. with piercers and stuff that he's been doing for a little while. It kind of seems like that's sort of how the UK group got started, too, you know, just casual get-togethers, small groups, let's just talk about the industry, and then it kind of turned into, like, a conference. Yeah, exactly, yeah. so I think it's, yeah, it's very similar, so... Yeah. And I mean, and I think it's a needed, like I was talking with uh, Mauricio with Banana and uh, he, uh, he definitely was saying the same thing, that it was something just really needed. Yeah. He's from Chile, so it's definitely like, it, it, and even though it seems close, it's really not close, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a, he was just been pushing for more South American stuff. Because even LVP, yeah. it's in Mexico, Mexico's Central America mm-hmm. and really close to the United States. Yeah. This is the way opposite oh, yeah. end. Like yeah. we are Southern Hemisphere. Here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the toilets flush backwards and everything. Apparently. I don't pay attention to toilets, but that's what everyone says. <laughs> so I'll have to pay attention before I leave and then pay attention when I get back to see if it's true. Yeah, it was uh, also really interesting, back. like, leaving the States and it's, you know, July and it's, it's summer and then you come here it's and it's winter. like, it's winter here. And I was so stoked because it's winter here is still, like, totally, like, I'm in a tank top right now. Yeah. And I can be outside and not be cold. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have the air conditioner on in the room and everyone else is like, oh, I'm freezing. And I'm like, this is great. And, it's like fall weather. And, yeah, this is yeah. this is still, this is still, like, not quite fall weather for yeah. Philly. But I'm going to go to Buenos Aires, which I think is at a higher altitude because mm-hmm. they're in, like, the 60s max and 50s. Yeah. So I'm stoked. Like, I yeah. might 
might wear a hoodie. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You know, I'd probably still wear shorts even though I bought jeans. Yeah, bundling up for you is just wearing like a, a t shirt. Pretty, but yeah, bundling up for me is, yeah, yeah. Maybe if I'm really cold, I'll wear a hoodie. Yeah. Because uh, I'm fat and I'm an easy back oven. So he, <laughs> Ryan had to move away from me in one of the classes because the room was hot with so many people in there and I create my own heat like an oven. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you could put like an egg in your pocket and you'd have like a boiled egg by the end of the day. Nice. That probably. Yeah. Probably. You're launching your own jewelry line lately. Um, how's that going for you? Um, so we've had some hiccups, but uh, pretty much, for those of you at home, I had Rata, who is the international distributor for Dynamica. Dynamica is a Brazilian uh, gold jewelry company, um, and he had known them, so he approached them initially about having his own jewelry line and uh, the international distributor for them, and he would handle all the international stuff. So he approached me, and asked me about doing my own jewelry line and I was like sure so I did some scribbles and sent them to him and he sent them to Junior who is uh, the jewelry maker the head jewelry maker the owner of Dynamica and uh, we worked on some stuff and it came to fruition as uh, Singularity which is what I'm calling the jewelry line and you know everything I was it was a process, and you know, we went back and forth on changing some stuff, and got the designs down, and uh, we were supposed to unveil in Vegas at APP, and uh, some problems with customs. Pretty much, they ended up sending Rata and Lona from uh, Dynamica International. They sent them back to Argentina, seized all the jewelry, so we had that hiccup there, unfortunately. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, and I think it would have done definitely done well yeah. had we have gone there. Uh, my thought process behind it was I wanted to do something different. Like, yeah, there's a lot of pretty jewelry out there, a lot of pretty gold jewelry out there, but I just wanted to do something different. A lot of people uh, copy each other's designs, and there's always that, like, me, 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 and they mm -hmm. copied this, and they copied that. So I wanted to make sure that I wasn't doing anything like what anyone else was doing. And like, It's, actually, it's I, definitely so different. I take that as a compliment. Um and I definitely had to scrap a couple designs yeah. just because I didn't realize I made like one clicker design and mm -hmm. I was like, someone was, and I sent, showed some friends and they're like, oh, this person makes that. And I'm like, God damn it. All right, throw that away. We're yeah. not going to do that because I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just, and, and I just, my thought process on is to have a different kind of design with a different feel and have s overlays like instead of settings. Well, that's, that's why I think it's so unique because um, all the other stuff from all the other gold companies, it's really when you boil it down to it, it's it's a bezel setting or a prong setting with some stuff around it. Yeah. And then yours is like this whole different, you know, the way the stone is like wrapped by the gold is this yeah. completely different look. Yeah. And I wanted it to be, you know, once I started playing with designs, I wanted it to be visible from the side. So you have a piece that you have a design on the front. You look at it from like from the top. You look at it as one look. You look at it from all the other areas around the perimeter mm -hmm. and it can be several different looks and, and that was my thought process on it and plus like i'm a nerd so i wanted to do some like sci-fi influenced stuff which is where a lot of my ideas came from yeah um which is what i did with my advertising campaign that unfortunately ended like kind of just like because of the whole app thing but um i mean i got good responses from the designs from a lot of people some people poo-pooed it which is going to happen whatever uh but I'm really happy with the results. I actually, I had gotten some of being so far away in the United States, I had gotten only a few 
um, to check out beforehand, before going to Vegas, and now I just first got my first full run of them to take back with me to the shop, and I mean, I literally, I mean, I literally got tears in my eyes looking at it to see this thing that we've been working on for a while, and have, you know, there were some issues, like I wasn't happy with the polish at one point, so we talked, and you know, we had to uh, lift the price a little bit up to compensate for the, you know, the polish, the inside of the setting is completely polished before the stone is set. Okay. Um, so, and then, you know, I, it took a little bit for me to get comfortable with the 16-gauge threading, so I pulled that initially from anyone. We've had some orders, and I just told everyone, we're going to hold off on 16-gauge for right now. Um, it's pretty much, for the people at home, it's threaded ends, uh, all, made of, all made with natural cabochon stones, uh, so smooth stones, not facet cuts. And they're all 4 millimeter, and they're available in 14-gauge, 16-gauge, and then in uh, universal uh, threadless. So we had to hold back on the 16 gauge. I'm happier with it now. So, you know, it's something that we had to work on. And actually, I'm already, I already talked with Junior and we're going to change the way we do it. Mm -hmm. So it should definitely get better once we work out on those changes anyway, like yeah. overall. But I mean, still, yeah, like I a steel, a steel thread now instead of a. Uh, a that's what we're looking at. It's a steel thread that yeah. we're going to uh, solder it to uh, the gold. So, yeah. we, which, which other companies do as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, which is different for them down here. So yeah. It's completely. When I was talking with Junior about it, he'll be. It's the first time anything like that's been in South America. Mm -hmm. So, um, it should be good. And I really just think it's. Uh, it was a. It's a cost-effective way. Where and if you have to look, if you're thinking about the threading and you have to keep replacing threading or threads break. Yeah. You're losing that gold, which mm -hmm. doesn't seem like a lot, but it adds up. Oh yeah, I'm sure. It's too much. So you know, it should it should end up way cheaper even with importing them. So you know, or in my case, exporting them to them, but. Uh, yeah, so I was really picky about it. Uh, I, I wanted to be picky about it. And it's funny, the people who were like poo-pooing it or just like uh, reluctant about it, it's just, it, it, in the end, I did, I'll admit, I took it personally just because it's like, so you've known me for a while and I'm an asshole. Mm -hmm. Don't lie about that really, but like, I'm not going to put my name on a turd. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's not like you're just kind of like shelling something out and, because you want to make a couple bucks. Yeah. And you know what? Like had any of the U S manufacturers approach me about making my own jewelry line. Mm -hmm. Sure. It's not like I'm not making a ton of money off of this and like pretty much like not much at all at this first run just to see how it goes. So and I don't know if I ever will make a ton, a ton of money off it. This is a starting point, but you know, it, it's none of them have approached me to do it. And yeah. this was Rata doing it. And yeah, Rata and I have been friends for years, but it's an opportunity and it was something fun that I, now seeing it in my hands, uh, I'm really happy with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even if it doesn't get a bajillion, like a ton of orders, like I'm still happy with where it is. Um, well, I can see it as a definite starting point for, for it growing because just. Like, you know, I saw your demo pictures that you had online, and, like, it, it looked nice, mm -hmm. but um, you couldn't really envision its potential until I saw that, that run that was all laid out with all the different stones, and, like, some of those combinations just look killer. Yeah, like, I was so... There's some of them where I'm like, I should have thought about it a little bit more, but whatever, I'll sell it, but there were a couple where I was just like, holy crap, like, that stone is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, re I'm really stoked on it. I, I, I hope to... Uh, We'll see how my clients, you know, receive the reception. And I know there's a couple people that already really wanted stuff. So some of those stone combinations were purposeful for people that had asked me for stuff to, uh, yeah. for custom orders. So, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. And, and I think it'll just be different. So it, it, people use cabs, obviously, but most of the cabochon stuff tends to be in titanium and steel. Yeah, um, it looks a little plain. And it looks a little plain. And I, the overlay is what I really felt was going to help with it. And mm -hmm. some of them, you know... Uh, uh, 
some of them are just like slight little things like the uh, Leliel design which is just really two really thin little gold waves on top of the stone just add just enough to break it up mm-hmm. to break the design apart and, and yeah. add some flash yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun I'm really again like I, just, I keep looking like at certain points when I'm alone in the room I keep looking at it yeah being like I'm stoked on this you know I, 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 mean, that's I literally great, got tears in my eyes when, yeah. when I saw it and it was I don't know it's amazing it, it's, it's an amazing thing to see something a, a first attempt to that you've tried to do and especially i mean junior was really happy with my reaction he kept asking he's like are you sure and i'm like man i'm i, I love it like this is amazing i'm super happy with yeah. it uh because you know as we were talking like he said the same thing like he was just like it was just something so different and the way he tried that he was concerned about the way he interpreted my designs because mm-hmm. i draw like shit that's why i'm a piercer and not a tattoo <laughs> artist but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I think the combination and after, you know, meeting him in person, not just talking to him over like messages yeah. um, and emails, uh, it, it, uh, you know, I definitely see and get a good vibe from him in that sense, which helps me l- know more about him as an artist, mm-hmm. like the, the vibe that he put out. And he's definitely interested in working with, we're already talking about, you know, we're already talking about next year's designs. So awesome. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked on it overall. So, uh, yeah. Anyone listening, tell your, uh, piercers to order singularity jewelry by Luis Garcia through dynamica, uh, body jewelry. But I think, you know, I think once people see it, like, you know, I'll get this run out and then the four people that put in orders, uh, will get theirs and hopefully start selling it and posting it. They'll start to see it there. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause it's funny, like a couple people definitely were like, "Oh, I just don't like the way it looks, and I don't think it'll sell." Well, you don't know what's gonna sell. I think when people say that, it's only because they can't. Different. En- it's different, but they can't envision it on a piercing yet because yeah. they see just the jewelry. Once they see it on a surface piercing or a cool ear piercing or something yeah. like that, like it's gonna catch fire. Yeah, I mean, I'm stoked. I liked the one that I got uh, to use on Michael Angel, who's a local piercer who works at uh, he works for John Ross at Mean Street Tattoos, just outside of Philadelphia. I did a uh, a conch rim. I will not call it what you want me to, Joltron. Um, it's not a snotch. No. What, uh, he wants to call it a snunch? Snunch is what Joel calls them. Oh, Sorry, please, Joel. Please don't call it that, Joel. See? See? Ryan Ouellette. He's on my <laughs> team. Get out of here with that. Anyway. Sorry, love you, Joltron. Hate the name. Uh, but the piece, the Leviata, was the design I used on it, and I just, I really love the way it turned out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and that's you know it's the other thing too. Like some of the designs are purposefully asymmetrical. Mm. Um, the talons asymmetrical. A lot of people really liked that design. Um, and if you guys are wondering what these look like, you can feel free to go to my Instagram and scroll down to when I posted uh, the pictures for them during my my reveal stuff. Uh, that one's like clean asymmetrical, and then the Leviata I purposely wanted to be just off asymmetrical. And I think I was really happy with the way it turned out. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I think once you're right, once they see it, like, for things like conches, um, you know, even, like, helixes and uh, surface piercings, I think they'll work great. Even lips, I think, sometimes, like, a filter and stuff will work great. Yeah, so, yeah on a filter, I could totally see that looking awesome. Yeah, so... Or, like, paired nostrils. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think, you know, the industry, while a lot of new designs come out, they're just inspired by other stuff or very mm-hmm. similar. You know, uh, I always get a kick out when you see a design and it's it's just a bunch of beads around. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, I get it. I used, to, Micah, I used to harass Micah Greenlay all the time when he first started Scylla, when it was just him. I was like, dude, like, well, I asked him to make me a septum piece and I was like, dude, I don't want any beads. Leave the beads out. And yeah. He's like, I don't know, man. Beads are my thing. And I'm like, man, please. And he did end up putting two beads on. I was like, fine. Okay, two beads. Yeah. 
Uh, so I just wanted, to, yeah, like I said, I just wanted to do something different. I also didn't want anyone to point the finger and be like, "You copied this." Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want any of that because people. Uh, it definitely looks that. original. I've never seen anything like it. Especially that whole overlay idea. Um, I I would imagine. Unfortunately, you're probably going to see sure. some people copying you, but I've it's... already I've already seen cat designs for one. Someone. Uh, Snuck a picture out, and it, you know what? I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to get butthurt about it. Yeah. Um, as far as the people making it, honestly, if they start doing that, it's it's kind of a compliment. Yeah, they yeah. can change it just to show that you had that good of yeah. an idea. It'll be more the people that naysayed mm-hmm. that said that this stuff wouldn't sell, and I don't like it. If yeah. they then start carrying the copies, that I won't get butthurt about. But I'll be like, yeah, you're full of shit, man. You're mm-hmm. just you just want to be the snoot that only wants to carry certain people, which I get. I have my preferences, but you know what? You shouldn't knock. Uh, you shouldn't knock a new thing until you try it. You know, yeah. it's not, they're not expensive. I mm-hmm. purposely tried to keep the prices decent on them yeah. uh, and not exorbitant. So, you know, you can order like two or three pieces. And if you have the right color combination, like stone combination with color oh, yeah. combination, you can go from there. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, whatever. It's, people are always hesitant for new stuff. Uh, I expected that in some ways. It was just, you know, it more it was more people that I knew, and mm-hmm. I was just like, really, but fine, whatever. Yeah. So we'll see, but I think it'll do. I think it'll do decent. Um, I think a lot of it too. Um, because it's from an international company, uh, a lot of people just have this weird thing like it's not being made by children. It's not being made. It's you know, it's being mm-hmm. made by like a thirty-something-year-old like father yeah. of like you know a family man here in Brazil uh, who's been making jewelry for a long time, and you know he does good work and he takes criticism well, like and mm-hmm. he wants to like fix stuff and 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 get better. So it's it's one of those things where I think people had a misconception because yeah, a lot of us have been like yeah, American-made jewelry, American-made jewelry. And yeah, yeah, I think people we, saw the Dynamica line as like you know oh that's like a step below U.S. jewelry, but I just, the day before I left for for this conference, I got my big box of Dynamica jewelry. Uh-huh. It's great looking stuff. Yeah, it's really nice looking stuff, and like I said, he's, you know, so I had, I've gotten Dynamica stuff. I bought some at LBP before I went back, and just like any jewelry company, you know, you're going to have your errors, and I, uh, the Atenia design, uh, which pretty much means Athena in Spanish, uh, was designed by Rata, and it's like a cluster of marquee stones. And I mm-hmm. right away I was like, okay, that's amazing. A little pricey, but it's a lot of stones and that looks great. And I sold it really quickly when I yeah. got back. I had someone be like, okay, yeah, I definitely want that. I'll be in to get it. And one of the stones came out and they had a replacement to me within a week and a half wow. from Brazil. Yeah. So like not a lot of companies can say that yeah. or do that. Yeah. You know, like that's that commitment to to quality in in the way that it's done so that was what honestly made me feel better because it was pretty much like around lbp that rather asked me that so after you know once i got home and that happened and i saw that i was like all right i feel better about this whole idea you know i will i'll admit i was a little hesitant at first and i hadn't really spoken to junior at that point yet so yeah it's it, it definitely was uh they're a good company they stand by their product uh and none of really i think Really haven't had any issue. I think a thread broke off of one other piece, which I've had happen yeah. with every single US yeah. manufacturer mm-hmm. at some point. You know, shit happens. It's how a company deals with it that's important. And yeah. that's why I was impressed with how yeah. they dealt with that. Well, even like the top companies, like, you know, I have had to send back repairs for every single major company. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like jewelry's invincible. No, shit's going to break sometimes. A stone's going to fall out. You can't help it. And, you know, yeah, and most of them, I think, all of them guarantee it. It's yeah. just how they go about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And some of them do it better than others for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's um, unfortunate to like have a piece break and then you have to deal with like the full 
six to eight week turnaround time for a replacement that's that's pretty rough yeah and i mean but this was like and, and yeah okay there were smaller companies starting out and i'm sure a wait time would get longer i don't know junior's pretty obsessive now that mm. i've met him in person uh like so but we'll see you know it, it's i'm i'm happy to be involved in it i'm glad that they asked me to do it and like i said hey like it, i would have done it with any other manufacturer i just don't think the u.s manufacturers are interested in that yeah you know um yeah i think they're busy with their own stuff you know what i mean well yeah i think i think a lot of the u.s companies they want their stuff to come out of their in, internal workshops rather than have like sponsorships but or... you think about it it's funny because if you think about other industries like yeah. it's all about poster people selling totally. stuff yeah you know what i mean and yeah okay obviously the person they're using as a poster piece gets a cut of something mm-hmm. uh but you know and some companies obviously do design stuff you know what i mean like anatomical names their names are pieces after shops yeah. you know what i mean yeah. that don't necessarily have anything to do with the shops being designed yeah but they do name the pieces bvla names stuff after the people that order them a lot of the mm-hmm. time um uh i think body gems does too um so you know and a lot of other you know companies do stuff like this so it's i just think it's it's an interesting step to try out uh yeah, I mean, I guess we shouldn't flood the market with a lot of different people's jewelry lines. Though, you know, you probably get some really interesting stuff. I, uh, speaking of Joel Tron earlier, I think he did design some stuff uh, with Affinity. Oh, no. Alchemy. Alchemy Adorbs. Alchemy, yeah. Uh, uh, gold. I mean, we were talking about that. So there's people that are definitely trying to do it, you know. I think it would take a special kind of piercer because I've, I've had the offer from jewelry companies like, hey, we would love it if you designed something and we could maybe name it after you or your studio. And it's like, I... I'm not that guy. Like, I don't think in those kinds of terms. You know, I can, like, take something pre-existing and find an application for it, but I'm not, like, the innovator for the jewelry design. But somebody like you or somebody like Joltron, where you have that that deeper artistic creativity, yeah. can come up with some really cool stuff. For sure. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good... I mean, hopefully this will put that idea into people's heads. Yeah. I think it'll bring a breath of fresh air into the industry. And I think we need that at this point. I'm not saying that we're stagnating, but just a lot of times the newer designs are just like, oh, okay, that's just this with this attitude. You know what I like in it, too? Uh, you ever see, like, commercials for new food at Taco Bell? And it's basically like they just take the same ten things and yeah. shuffle it around. And they're yeah. like, ooh, the new Gordita Chalupa Burrito. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. The so. Taco Burrito. They just Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the way, that's what a lot of jewelry companies do. It's like, okay, put some beads on it, put a different gem on it. Which is great. You know what I mean? In a lot of senses, they are pretty. And people obviously like it. People are buying it. But you know, people do tend to, you know, they're weird. Even clients can be weird about new stuff. But... I don't know. I think it was just a fun thing to do. Like, in the end, all said and done, I definitely had a lot of fun designing it. And I, once I got to see it and hold it in my hands, it was it was kind of an amazing thing. Like, yeah. It was, it was definitely, like, awesome. So And, and again, it was, I'm really happy with the way it all turned out. So That's great. Yeah. So where can, uh, where can people see this stuff online? So you can check out these ends on my Instagram. Uh, that is at Luis G. Piercing. So L-U-I-S-G. Piercing, P-I-E-R-C-I-N-G, uh, on Instagram. That's going to probably be your best bet. Does Dynamica uh, have a, a uh, website? They uh, they don't really have a website. Okay. Um, they work through their catalog, um, and they're, they're really only wholesalers. Mm. Uh, plus, I mean, they're... And it's funny because they have an, they do ordering through an Excel spreadsheet, and it's just this giant. They have so many options of things. Yeah. So it's like this giant. It was a little like, daunting Excel making that first it's, order. It's daunting at first for sure, but actually, you know, I, I thought it was daunting too. But then in the end, like I did it from my phone, super quick, super yeah. easy. Yeah. Once you get the hang of it. Yeah, it makes sense once you figure it out. Um, and it tabulates all the prices for mm-hmm. you, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, you know, I'm just too lazy to make my own spreadsheet for yeah. all stuff. Uh, yeah. As it's a pain in the butt. Even though you only have ten pieces. No, I mean, <laughs> uh, my own spreadsheet, like, for ordering through other companies. Right, right, okay. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, like, gotcha. like, it would be great if other companies did that. Uh, yeah. But that, their catalogs are way bigger. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it's, they, that's the best place to check it out would be my Instagram, so you can look at the pictures and yep. see the story behind the designs. There's a, each design is inspired by something in, like, my flavor of Nerd Kingdom. There's designs inspired by anime. There's designs inspired by uh, just general space stuff. There's designs inspired by uh, sci-fi shows. It's all very me. And I think when I first, like, put out, uh, when I first showed people the pictures of stuff and just with no explanations, they were just like, oh, okay, all right. And then a lot of people, once they heard the stories behind each one and they made connections, for those of them that are nerds out there, they were definitely much more into it. Yeah. Each piece does have like a story. It's not. Bullshit. It gives it a lot more personality for sure. Yeah. yeah. So there was definitely that inspiration. So yeah, check it out on my Instagram. Um, uh, save the pictures, show them to your piercers. Um, as far as piercers, you can... Uh, get a uh, wholesale you can get a wholesale catalog and wholesale order sheet through Dynamica uh, you can email uh, dynamica.int at gmail.com um, you can also check them out on Instagram uh, so and all of the when you go to my Instagram there's links to that Instagram and the email and everything's on there too if you don't want to be writing it down so yeah you should uh, check it out Cool, and coming soon to a shop near you, and uh, mine too eventually. Alright, so thanks for joining me, Luis. Thanks for taking the time, and uh, thank you for listening to the show. I always appreciate it. If you have any questions, or if you have any suggestions on uh, guests or topics, feel free to email me at piercingwizard at gmail.com, or reach out to me on Facebook. I'm on there as Ryan PBA, or you can like the page for the show, Piercing Wizard Podcast. I'll be back with another episode next week, and keep listening. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved. <laughs>